Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Jim for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And tonight we're doing Two Champions of Shaolin. This is a 1980 Cheng Che movie starring a number of the Venoms. And uh, this was one that uh, was requested uh, by one of our patrons, so uh, we're, we decided to do it this week. And um, and yeah, so uh, this is something that I think is more in... in uh, in your wheelhouse, Dion. So do you want to roll in the description of this movie? Sure. Um, Two Champions of Shaolin is about, um, there's a lot of politics involved, but it's mostly about Shaolin trying to take revenge on the Wu Dang clan. And, uh, but the Wu Dang clan clan wants to get rid of them. And one of the characters was raised by Wu Dang but his birth father was a Shaolin man. So he's conflicted on which side he belongs on. But eventually the big guns are brought in to wipe out the Shaolin men and quite a bit of them are wiped out. And and a lot of it's off camera, right? Like a lot of the, like a lot of the stuff that's normally center stage in the, you know, the, the, the stuff that's going on, like with Pi May and all that, it's all kind of off camera, oh, and we're and yeah. we're focused on. It almost feels like a subplot of of like a typical movie focused on this subject, wouldn't you say? Or would you disagree with that? Like, like we're, I feel like we're kind of dealing with these characters that are in the city, and there's this feud going on, but it all feels like it's it's stuff that's normally like not the focus. I think it's bringing a microscope onto such not a small problem, but it's so focused on just a little portion of the problem yeah. and not the big picture. So we are getting to see the nitty gritty, but the big planning and controversy controversies happen off camera. And we only get bits and pieces of the story through the characters. Yeah. I kind of like that about this one because it, it, it feels different than other movies. Um, the, the motivations and the conflicts are all coming from these other stories that this show isn't going to really deal with. It's going to show you what the fallout of that is. Yeah. How does this affect the uh, the characters' lives? You know, um, we're not going to go big picture. We're going to, like you said, microscope, just zoom right in on, on their lives. What does this mean for them? No, and I, I like exactly. Oh, no, I like that about this movie because it felt like it's almost like it was a smaller story set in a bigger world. Like the world mm-hmm. felt bigger because sometimes when you make those big world shaping events the center of the story, it feels like the characters are getting dragged along by it because they kind of have to be there for all of these yeah. key moments. And this was more like, no, that stuff's happening off camera and they're hearing about it and it's entering into things. But you're really kind of just focused on 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 this small group of characters and what's going on with them and in in fairly limited locations too you're not really you know it's not dealing with like epic scenery there's no you know burning of shaolin temple scene or anything like that it's all it's all fairly you know mundane and character focused so i i i did like that about this movie i think it's really good um uh, uh, story formulation this way because you, you also have the opposite problem many times where um, you're trying to get across that there's a bigger world out there but everything just feels so closed in that you kind of don't buy it and this one 
threads that path, I think, very well, um, which is what gives it such a different feel. You know, it's it's not insular, and it's not expansive, but it's it's got it all, kind of. And it's also kind of a no BS kung fu movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. like, like it's a like it's like the ACDC of of martial arts movies. You know, I love it. Uh, and and some people are gonna like that. Some people might not like that. It's gonna depend on your taste. Um, but this is the. I mean, it's got it's got like a feud between two sects. It's got it's got like you know brash heroes and conniving villains. And it's got, you know, you got a little love story in there. You got a little love story. And but you also have like a a tragic uh, massacre on a wedding night. Do you know what I mean? And 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 and, and you have which ties in with the love story, obviously. And you have this great revenge plot. But you have you also have like a big duel that's almost like a tournament in the middle of the movie. And and it, it all culminates in this, you know, this this final battle. But there's there's a lot of fighting in this film. There's not there's uh, it, it, it it's it's not the kind of martial arts movie where you have to wait for a lot of the fighting or you know the, or 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 uh, you know it, it, it's 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 definitely I think much more on the kung fu end of the spectrum than like the like the wuxia end of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. Though that stuff is there. It just this is this is a movie mm-hmm. for fans of the fights. I feel yes um, yes. And and so I think I think a lot of whether you like it or not is going to depend on on that and depend on what kind of fighting you like because obviously you know Jim you were saying before the podcast this had a certain style of fighting to it and so maybe we could talk a little about that which is you know it's yeah. the uh, I've yeah. used a use a specific term so I'll let you describe what it was that oh, you saw oh yeah well the film came out in 1978 and I must have seen it shortly thereafter I. I grew up in a rural area that had this TV station on Sundays would show this stuff. And, you know, it was, uh, and I must've been really young when I, when I first saw this one, it left an impression, but it does have, it's got two things for it, which I think, uh, modern audience fans of Kung Fu and Wuxia may find really jarring is it has a very stylized kind of, um, this move, this move, this move, hop, Mm. choppy, one, two, three, four but then it doesn't sometimes and it will pan back and you see that, Hey, these people are actually doing this, like really doing this. Yeah. And okay. I'm pretty sure he didn't hit that person right then. I know that he hit him there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it's glorious and that uh, people really need to spend a lot of time watching these older, uh, shows to see how this came about and to see that if you have people who have been trained in Chinese opera and acrobatics and martial arts and weapons training skills, it's phenomenal what comes out of this. And yeah. it must have been exhausting. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the fight sequences, that they're stylized when they need to be. And then when they need to be more fluid, they can be so as well. Um, you know, I, 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 I used to have a term for it too. I think I used to call it like choppy blocky, like that, like kind of like, blocky, yeah. yeah, it's, it's that <laughs> yeah. sort of, there's like a pause at the end of each movement, um, where but it's when sort you're of, a kid, how else are you going to learn it? Right? <laughs> no, that's true. Well, in fact, it's some. it's also something you see, like if you train at martial arts gyms, you do see this where they, they usually call it posing where like at the end of a move, somebody will sometimes, you know, it's not fluid. They oh, yeah. stop. 
and, and and in real martial arts you don't want to do it but on camera it looks great so you do want to do it and it that's helps the, the audience yeah you know I guess, you know as a kid i would watch the stuff and then go try and you know do it and uh because of that you know chop stuff if you watch the scene over and over again which we did not have VHS back in the day, so we yeah. couldn't actually do that. Um, so you'd have to hope that the show came on again later in the day. Yeah, that's but, yeah. that's an, a very interesting point because it's a little <laughs> bit like in like stand-up comedy. Sometimes, like somebody will say a joke and then they'll repeat what they just oh, said. Oh, response. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. It, so that you know that that's just what happened, and it's the same kind of thing. Like you, you visually you don't lose sight of what the actor is doing, even though it's not like what it would normally look like in real life. It gives you the, you know, it just gives you a clear image of this was the move. They also uh, play with that pattern and they will increase it for dramatic moments. So, mm -hmm. so just like a plot line, you know, you've got your beats to the fight. The fight will have those where you can follow it, follow it, follow it. And all of a sudden, uh Oh, so they broke pattern what's happening yeah. and something dramatic is going to happen yeah yeah it's like a language it's like a language it's not like 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 it's not it's not like these are they're just deliberately being unrealistic it's it's a language that's meant to convey meaning to the viewer and you know and and as as you said like these are people that are all well trained they can do the movement however it needs to be done but sometimes it needs to be done in this manner to to con you know just to to convey the meaning or the or like you know just to emphasize okay this was this was the maneuver that this guy just did um and and also i don't know the the uh i i thought that this was just this is just like high level you know i we you know i just did um the kid with the golden arm on another podcast and that's mm -hmm. another similar type of movie where it's just like very high level of of actor involved in 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 the fight choreography so you know this is that kind of film where you know it's got a, it's got a lot of very reliable names that are are not likely to disappoint you if you're a um which dion can tell us about yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean phenomenal i mean you just you don't see very many people with this level of training in movies mm -hmm. these days you get a few yeah, they were they were highly trained in in the opera schools that they attended. I mean, their days were grueling. They didn't just sit around and do nothing. I mean, they started before sunup and went past sundown because they had to, you know, do the opera performances uh, eventually. In later years, I think, like their last two years, some of them traveled around the, the world and did opera performances. So they were, you know, well-trained and spent many, many hours in their movements and techniques. They didn't do like people train nowadays to, to do these fights. These people trained their whole entire childhood to do these fights. I mean, they were born to do this, basically. Well, so, they you didn't, know. And they didn't get any breaks when they joined like shop brother studios either did they no uh, no no they were constant constant movement for them they were shooting two three movies at a time so they were constantly working and they didn't do like i said training like they do now trying to beef themselves up and you know their their rehearsals of the moves 
and their planning of the choreography was their training because they were perfectionists. So they took their time in doing things and they were on so many sets at, at one time that they're good at what they do because they know how to do it because they've been doing it since they were children. And they, so, they lived in dorms too. So yes. it's like, it was like the entire focus of, you know, I'm sure there was, was excursions, filming. but, um, and you can see in their physiques too, like their physiques, you know, they, they, I mean like low yeah. Mang, like in some of the scenes, you just look at his shoulders and you're like, the, you know, that, that is, uh, you know, somebody who's in very good shape, um, yeah. which, you know, you would need to be to do some of the movements that you see them do in these films. Um, you know, it's, a you know, they, they definitely, I mean, Dion, when you, when you, I, I know that we had that interview with Lou, Lou Fung, did you, did you get into any uh, questions about conditioning and stuff like that? Like if they had any kind of conditioning routines or. Yeah. He told me that, um, they didn't have any routines, their rehearsals and their practice and their practicing of the choreography was their conditioning. Okay. Because okay. They were like doing you just it said all the time. Yeah. Okay. So I, I misunderstood what you said before. I thought, I thought you meant they didn't lift oh. weights. I didn't really do that. They, they, no, oh, like, no uh, they didn't. They didn't lift weights. They didn't do any um, any conditioning. They were just at it all the time. Mm. No, that can definitely is... that 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 can definitely uh, if they're doing that that many hours a day, it's going to have this that end result. What was that, Jim? Well, I was just going to say I, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but um, uh, when I started introducing these movies to uh, my lovely wife she was remarking uh, again about about their physiques and how graceful they moved and she said this is more than martial arts this is dance and all kinds of other stuff that's behind them i said yeah and so we started making sure that we would take the cast from the different films and go and google them and find their pictures and we ended up making a couple of sheets and laminating them so that we would try and our best to learn who these people were who mm -hmm. they, because quite a few have passed away and uh we have a lot of, of different camera angles we use now. We have some astounding wire work and stuff that we can do. But they did it back then, too. And they were the... We wouldn't have uh, Sword Dynasty and Evernight and, um, you know, uh, the Judge D movies and stuff like that today without these people doing this hard work from back then. And I think everyone should really owes it to themselves to learn who they were and and uh, respect the uh, don't get caught up in the one two three four moves that are happening you know that's that's there it's stylized it was so that the camera could catch it so it could show you what was going on um, it doesn't mean it wasn't good it was very very good and took a lot of work and, and they're worth remembering no I mean I prefer it to the to the newer stuff on it for the reasons i've said before which is that you know a lot of times you can see the full movement of the body in these movies and sometimes that means it's like if if, if they're editing a film tightly like they tend to do now you can cover up something that might look slightly ridiculous when you pan back right but right. you know so there's an unforgiving quality to the way that these movies are filmed but the fact that you you are often seeing it all is the thing that that really impresses me because i know okay that person is really jumping right now and that person is really kicking as high as it looks like they're kicking it's not it's <laughs> yeah. not it's not like you yeah. see the person spin you see they their face stunt doubles back yeah. then, well you know? <laughs> the only time they had really stunt doubles 
back in the 70s, the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s, is usually when they were um, doubling the women. And you can tell that there's a man dressed as a woman in those, you know, instances. But most of the time, these actors weren't be didn't have a stunt double unless it was like something really really dangerous that you didn't want your star to do but most of the time they're doing it themselves so i mean these people are so well trained that they could be their own stunt double and you can't even say that today well and my 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 favorite my favorite stunt double moment is for my young auntie where they have the guy with the wig doing the flip Uh and you can see him holding the wig in place and it's clearly (laughs) not carol white um but i mean even like um like even if they are using stud doubles with these movies you at least know when that's the case because in in more modern movies because they can like they can do a close-up of the face then show the foot and they can kind of spice it all together you often have no idea is this a stunt double or not but in a movie like this you're at least oh no i can see the person's face and they're doing like a spinning heel kick that's definitely the person um so i feel like there's just a it's just clearer who is doing what and and when they do do those shifts like in the my young auntie example it's like they're not even bothered to hide it to hide it it's no. just you know i mean they're almost making like that that scene i thought my read of that scene was that they were almost drawing attention to the fact that it was a stunt double because it looked so so opposite of what she looks like that it right. you know, um <laughs> but uh but yeah so no i i think that the style of fighting here is good i also think the overall i don't know the bravado of the fighters oh. is is <laughs> one of the things I macho. yeah there's a, there's a real macho quality to this movie where you know there's like one guy um, who walks around with 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 lantern signs that just you know announcing yes. who he is you know at a time when he's when he shouldn't be doing that because the government's got to try to kill him if they know who he is so these are like that. yeah it's it's this I'm so good at martial arts and I'm so powerful I can just kind of do what I want type of a thing full of gall yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I and I think it works really well with the whole backdrop of this feuding sect war and you know it it just adds to the scenes when they have the duels. And there's also even development of one of the characters martial arts. Like one guy, he initially meets the character with all those knives. He has like he has like 12 knives on him and he can basically just like, you know, you know, throw throw a hail of daggers at you. And this guy's not able to defend against it. But then he meets the woman and he, you know, she teaches him the counters and then he's able to contend with that guy. So I thought, you know, I, I like when they do things like that in movies like this where you well, can. Well, I like that she she was a teacher. She brought this in. She's like, well, I can right. this. And then she, I, I love the next scenes where he's, where she's teaching him how to do this. I mean, I don't know how many takes, but at one point he's jumping and with two feet kicking two small tea cups. They're tiny, and he does it, and it's like shoulder height. And then later on, he's doing it with the knives. Wow, I love that stuff. Well, and what's good about that too is 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 there's actually that's the love story in the movie. Like the, mm-hmm. like they don't actually. It's one of the love stories. No, but what I oh that's true too. But what I mean is with those characters, that's that's how, how they, they fall in love. that's how they portray it they don't you don't see them go on dates you don't see them you know walking through the woods and talking no. they, you see them training in martial arts together and <laughs> that's yeah yeah and but but Which a lot is, is conveyed cute. well and a lot is conveyed in the like you know in in, in the, the looks that they give each other and the way that like he pretends uh that 
she's hurt him and he like falls out on the floor and then he scares her, you know? Yeah. And then she giggles and stuff. So yeah, it, it's like one of the cutest love stories. So, and my favorite, so my favorite part of this movie is the fact that it is built around the wedding night massacre. It's like a red wedding type of thing, right? Yeah. Where, um, and, 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 it, and to me, it's an interesting contrast to the, to the other movie that we like executioners from Shaolin. Cause that's also kind of, a lot of that movie for me emotionally is built around that wedding night scene. Mm -hmm. And this is similar except, yeah, that one's great. That's, that's one of the best, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the, uh, the best wedding sequences in a movie like this. And this one is similar except 10 times more tragic. And, (laughs) and you see it coming a mile away and there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's like a train that is just going to plow over you. So I, I, I was curious about your reactions to the wedding night sequence and uh, and all well, that. Well, I love the wedding night sequence. I just think that um, his wife was, uh, I, I don't want to say stupid, but just naive to give up her knives so easily. Yes. Um, she shouldn't have had them so separated from herself. Um, you know, I know it's her wedding night and... Typically in um, in Chinese culture, you know, knives are bad luck at a wedding, um, but and in the, especially the bedchamber. But the thing is, you already know people are plotting to come and get you, so you have to be a little smarter about it. And they should have been kept closer to the bed, and the other woman shouldn't have been able to just come in and say, "I'll take these for you," you know. I mean, I just probably would have gotten up and slapped the other woman because you don't touch women's <laughs> knives, you know? That's yeah. just an extension of her. And, you know, you just don't touch somebody else's things. Yeah. Well, well, she went from... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, she went from being such a strong character and being aware of what was going on all the time to suddenly not. And that bothered me a little bit. I'm like, come on! This is she's an assassin. I'm yelling at the TV, you know. <laughs> and and her excuse was not very good. Number one, she doesn't recognize this woman, and she says, "Well, the other lady got uh, sick." And you know, these are like her servants uh-huh. that she knows. You know, so it's just it was it was very odd. And then no one told her. Yeah. But, exactly. So, it, 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 but but it also I think it works because it does it frustrates you as a viewer because you yes. know what she's doing. And so you're sort of scream. They want you screaming at the screen to, <laughs> to stop it from happening. It um, but I like that she at least goes out in a blaze of glory. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. She still manages to throw her knife. She doesn't just drop dead. So, so there's like a, you know, and she the, goes down to warn them. Yeah. There's dignity in the way she dies. And I like the way they set up the other guy surviving um because what's he's it? passed out in the other room yeah because he's oh, drunk yeah. and they put him in a, you know <laughs> yeah I, I thought i thought that was kind of clever and and i don't know I, I just felt this was like a really good emotional way like again you see it coming a mile away but you're like yes this is you know it, once you get over the fact that it's something you don't want to happen and you rec- accept <laughs> that it's yeah. going to happen you're like this is going to give momentum to the to, to when they get their revenge um it's exactly. so important for that yeah and then, like, one of the rumors that was going around about um, the reason why the wife gets killed is because, um, you know, Chang Che didn't have many women in his, like, Venom's movies. 
And so uh, the ladies didn't like to see their venoms with uh, other women. And, <laughs> you know, this is all hearsay. I've, I've seen it other in other publications. It's all hearsay, but, you know, who knows? I doubt it. So, um, you know, she had to die early because one of the main venoms couldn't, couldn't have a wife on film. And if you notice in the other films, no one technically has a wife in any of the other Venom's movies. Um, in Kid with the Golden Arm, uh, Wei Pai has a girlfriend, but they really don't like each other. No, well, she and, loves him, but he doesn't like her. Yeah, he, so he, he spurns her in a terrible way. Just, you know, like, basically after he's... He basically gets saved by somebody and is like, well, now I need to go kill this guy and <laughs> for saving me. Yeah. I don't owe anybody. And, and um, she's like, so, "What? You're being ridiculous!" And it just—they just, just kind of go, you know. And then, and then you think she's going to get together with Philip Quark's character, and and then he just, like, nah, I don't yeah. mind too much. <laughs> yeah. So there might be something to that theory, Dion. It definitely is. Yeah, a... and then um, I think in Masked Avengers, yeah, Masked Avengers, Lu Feng has a family, but he's the villain, so it doesn't matter really, mm. you know. Mm. So, but none of the heroic characters usually get a a wife except for in well i guess sword stained, stained with royal blood he does technically end up with somebody but you don't know if they get married or not and, but that's besides the point and in this yeah. one both couples end up it, it's a horrible end for both yes. both of the, lo- the both lovers couples do not end up happy well you have to believe too that i mean they know the venoms are popular they're all handsome young men how many of them weren't wearing shirts for a large portion of this show, you know? And I mean, it's, it's the money-making thing, you know, the, these guys are bringing exactly. in the cash. So yeah, you know, I, I, I'd buy it. <laughs> I just love the angle that it's like the fangirls are jealous of them. So that they get, it. yeah, it's great. It's yeah, a, cause, cause normally a movie you think like, you know, there's usually like, well, the, the, if, if, if they're, if they're, if they're like a sex symbol like that, it's like pair them up with a, with, with somebody. But I can sort of see like, this is this is almost more like a um, like an it's because it's an ensemble that changes things. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I and I also like how the the tra- like the like the Candy Wen character, the one the assassin who who kills yeah. the, the the bride mm-hmm. and the night. I kind of like how she does that, but then that ends up happening to her, right? Yeah, like in a right. different way. Yeah. But it, it's kind yeah. of a nice mirror. And and sort of there's like a karmic justice involved, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, and uh, and I also like that she, she's she's bad enough that like like she's villainous because she kills the uh, you know one of the main characters on her wedding night, but then in her own relationship she doesn't do the thing that you would expect the villain to do, which is like completely betray the guy who is not a hundred percent on board with the program. Do you know what I mean? She's, you know, do you know what I mean? She's still, she's still like that. Oh, go ahead. But she does run off to get advice from she, the, from uh, the head, the head of the clan, but we don't know what she says because it happens off screen. Yeah. So we don't know if she rats him out or if she, you know, puts it in like a third person kind yeah. of scenario. So we're not kind of sure. But it, it kind of plays out that she didn't rat him out because of the everything end. else that transpires at the end. And yeah, the this end. shows that strong behind-the-scenes motivation or weight of these politics and 
and uh, rivers of vengeance that are that are applying to all these characters. It has a weight that you could just feel, you know, um, that's driving them. Yeah, and I, I felt and I felt like like you were saying with the, at the end there is where that kind of clinches it for me with it. Like what I meant was like in a, in a lot of movies she would immediately kill the guy if she was meant to be really villainous. Do you know what I mean? Like um, it wouldn't matter yeah, that they true. were a couple, but but like when he kills himself, she's clearly grief stricken. Instant, you know, God. yeah, and mm-hmm. she, she that wasn't the outcome that she wanted. Um, so I felt like. You know, even though these are fairly simple characters, it, she was very believable. It was more realistic, and it was, uh, and it was good at getting me to go from hating her and wanting her dead to kind of, you know, at least rooting for her and that guy to have some kind of happy outcome. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so. You know, was, I, I, I like when movies can do that, when they can when they can they, they can they can have a character who kills a main character that you like and then you still can get behind that character in some way later in the movie. Do you know what I mean? It's just a um, I thought that was a pretty good move, um, you know, and again, not that you, you still are going to hate this character because of what she does. Like she she does one of the most despicable things you can do in a movie like this. But oh, um, it's so just not right. The whole, I mean, the music builds up, the camera angles, everything mm-hmm. is just saying it's coming. Yeah. You can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, this is definitely, and it's it's interesting now seeing it because there have been, you know, a lot of there's obviously like like I referenced the Red Wedding. There's been a lot of you know like more atmospherically dramatized versions of this kind of a thing. Um, but it's interesting to see it in this style of movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought it was interesting that a little bit of the revenge motivate, like you expect it to be, okay, now it's on because you've murdered my wife. But that's a little bit undercut. There's a scene, I'm losing, I'm losing track of the details, but I remember there being a scene where somebody basically says to him, well, everybody in the world, suffers not just you do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. because he um the chinese hercules is lo ming's character and Mm. he instead of wanting to take revenge he wallows in his pity of losing his wife and his Mm. brother-in-law and so he goes and stands at their graves every day yeah for a while and you know one of his other brothers comes and says well everybody suffers you know we all die and we've all lost people (laughs) Get over it. You know, you got (laughs) to basically get over it and do what you need to do, Uh, you know, and we have this mission that we have to accomplish. Our clan is being wiped out, and you're sitting here uh, having the pity party, and that's not what you're about. You need to take revenge for your wife and your brother-in-law. And then at the same scene that this is going on, Lu Feng's character makes his entrance into the movie. Well, this uh, is one of the worst movies for me because it takes so long for him to come. <laughs> into the movie. But what makes it good for me is the way he makes his dramatic entrance into the movie. You know, you don't see his face when he comes in, and his back is to everything. His servants are, you know, preparing his little place. And then he does this turn 
and he has this smirk and he's waving this fan and it's kind of like, yeah, I got something for you, Chinese Hercules. So you know it's all about the business. And then he, you know, pulls on the charm and gets them all to be his friend. All the while. Very charming in this scene. Them out. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very charming in this movie. And it's perfect for him, too, because he can go either way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could have, you know, you, you would have believed it if he ended up being a nice guy, but you also <laughs> believe it when he ends up being not so nice of a guy. Yeah. And, and I like the, there's a, he, it's, it's high level villainy because there's that, I know I'm doing something bad twinkle in his eyes. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, 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 so I just, I, I, I really enjoyed his character and I like that, you know, he becomes kind of the main opponent. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um. He, he, he's, it's, it's a, he's, he's, because the other guys, they're okay, but they're, they're not quite at his level in terms of, you know, serving as a foil for, for the heroes. And so. I think you both, sorry, did I cut you off? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think you both really nailed what makes this villain special. Uh, typically, when you have these stories about one side versus another, things escalate and escalate. And then eventually the really evil side brings in the killer. And the killer is always so quiet and just deadly and stares. Not this guy. He's here because he likes doing this. This yeah. is things yeah. are about to get real and fun for him, and people are gonna die at his hands. And you're just like, wow, this is not not good at all for our, our and, heroes. And he's enjoying everything about it too, like the whole process. Yeah. You know, he's to, you know, you know. Oh, I wish I knew how to fight. You know, he just likes you know. Yeah, I'm just a. Poor, I'm just a well he's not exactly a poor scholar he's a rich scholar but he really would love to know how to fight and he's just so enamored by the fighters because they are fighting for their country and for what's right and he wish he could do the same thing and so he you know he loves he would love to be them and so they just fall right into a spell and they know someone has already gone through and wiped out everybody at the Shaolin temple but they were wearing monkey masks right and so they don't know it's him and they get completely sucked into his charm and the funny thing is that one of the characters says your servants look like monkeys. <laughs> yeah. And then they start acting like monkeys. And it's kind of like, are you not getting the hint here? <laughs> you know? There's something about him and his servants. And your partner just hit it right on the head. But, okay, we're just going to let that fly over our well, heads for now. I, I love how Lo Mung is just, you know, like, oh, don't be ridiculous. You know, this guy, you know, this guy's no, great. He's, he's so fine. Good. Yeah. He gives us food and wine and then eventually gives them swords. Oh, he's just a wonderful, helpful guy. This is where I feel that this, that, that makes this film special is they play with you as the audience. They're not just telling you a story. They're playing with you, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they know what they're doing to you and they're having a great time doing it. Yeah. Cause <laughs> so it's, it's a little more participatory than, than than many other films yeah because they know that you know what's going to happen <laughs> and and the audience does but the character doesn't so they're sort of like a if it was a, if it was a stage play people would be you know shouting yeah. at the character to you know look behind you look behind you and the actor might even be kind of like almost listening to the audience but not quite looking in the right uh -huh. spot you know it's that kind of an experience so it's I, a, I, you know, I, I guess all storytelling does stuff to this extent, but I, I found that this this film in particular just 
it, it plays with you. It's a ride. It, it's, yeah. it's like a carnival ride. Yes, definitely. And, uh, and, I, and I think it's, it's a, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's just kind of a fun late. I mean, this is, what was it? 1980. You said 1978. It says 1980. 1980. Is it sometimes there's discrepancies too. So I wanted to yeah, see, I see 80 in another one. Yeah. Um, yeah but I've 80. Is it 80? Okay. okay. So 1980, that's kind of a late Shaw brothers movie at this point. So the, this is, we're kind of getting to the point where like, I don't know the, uh, this is like the, the, like the last flares of really, you know, fun good martial arts from them are kind of you know yeah. before we get to movies like journey of the doomed and things like that that don't end <laughs> so well um but uh but uh th- th- this was a this was a you know quite an enjoyable movie i thought um i guess we should do we do we miss anything to cover before we get into our ratings and recommendations or did we cover it's everything? like i almost want to talk about the tournament but then i remember it and then i don't want to now, why is that? What is it? What is it? <laughs> uh, uh, let's use the term emasculation. Oh, oh, that's I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. It's funny. I forgot. I like blocked that out of my mind. Every like right? every time I see but it, that talks se- about that. But that, that scene surprises scene. me every single time. I don't know. Yes. So this and this is not the only movie that does this. I've seen no. this in at least three no. or four other movies like this. But it's the way it's done. Like like I've seen I've seen. I've seen it at least three times, I feel, but it never has felt so plausibly bloody as it does in yeah. this scene. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a moment where you where every, anybody who I, when I've watched this in the past with friends, everybody leaps back onto yeah. the chair or into the back of the couch and they all go, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, so gross. For, for those who don't know, basically, there's a. a a guy grabs another man's crotch while he's flying midair and castrates him with his bare hands. That's, and it's, and it's, it's for a movie of this time with these effects, I would say it's pretty, uh, it's pretty gruesome. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it's like drenched in blood. It's just that it, it looks believable. It it makes you uncomfortable to see. Um, that's some hand strength. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where you learned that move, but it, it definitely. <laughs> and I don't know how you practice it, but. Uh, yeah, he just throws uh, what he grabbed on the on the tournament floor. Yeah. Well, like there, so there. Wow. Just, wow. <laughs> what I love about this movie is every time I've seen it in a movie, it's always a hundred percent fatal. Like, like it, yeah. it always yeah. kills you. It always kills you. <laughs> and it's, it's a definitely a humiliating way to die. And, yeah. and the way the guy dies in this one is kind of, to me, was kind of funny. Cause he kind yeah. of like has this look yeah. on his face. It's kind of like surprise. And then he puts his hands down there and then he dies. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there is, there is some physical comedy to it, I suppose. But I do like how this is what propels them to be like, okay, the woman who taught them how taught him how to deflect that guy's knives attack, you know, must because this is the guy who they're getting vengeance for, right? Am I? Is that the? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I, I like that that that. Well, oh, go ahead. She shows up with her with her bag of knives, and you yeah. think this yeah. is just gonna really get crazy here? No, it doesn't go that direction. It's suddenly shocking. And, well, she does yeah. keep the others at bay so that they don't True. like all attack True. them she does keep them at bay with her, them at bay with her knives right but i just figured that she was gonna wipe them all out but yeah I, she I didn't need to 
I actually yeah. did put that crotch ripping maneuver in one of my games at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but yeah, that, that definitely is a scene that we, it would have been weird if we didn't talk about it, I think. You, you know, kind of have to. Yeah. But it's, it's more weird to. than talking about it. Do you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. <laughs> you have to pick one or the other. And the less weird option is to actually talk about it. Um, but, but yeah, that, uh, I think I think this definitely is the best version of that move in a movie. Um, the uh, the fact that there's even contenders is what I find so interesting. Uh, but now I gotta find out where the other movie. I know I've seen. I know I've. I I I swear to you, there's. Well, didn't um, what was it? Uh, Legendary Weapons of China has it right. A guy does it to himself. I think. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I've seen one where they do where the guy does like two handed to two different people. Um, I feel like this is I, I, I'm I think my estimate is conservative. I think this comes up a lot. Um, but I'll have, have to go through all of the movies I've seen and document each instance. <laughs> Death by. Yeah. <laughs> but. But yeah, so that 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 is definitely a, a stunning moment. The tournament too is also kind of cool. Like I like yes. when they have these kinds of scenes where it's like there's a gathering and there's sort of like a formal competition or duel or you know that might have rules or some sense of propriety around it and you know the and and it's sort of this this thing that if they could have only found a way to not get involved in this, they would have maybe been able to avert the wedding night disaster so well you wonder about the character who is towing the line if he had made a solid decision earlier with one side or the other would it have been resolved more you know i, I i'm not sure it's possible i mean there's definitely he's I a know. nice source of tension because of that yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree yeah, with that. Yeah, but Wu Deng was going to have to wipe Shaolin out eventually anyway, so I don't think really he, I mean, his conflict makes the story even better, but I just think that if he had chosen a side from either end, it still wouldn't have mattered. Okay. Well, I guess, but would it have mattered at least on the personal level for these so characters? The characters? Yeah. yeah. For him, it probably would have. I mean, if he had chosen to go with Shaolin, then him and the Candy Wen character would have, you know, probably hated each other. Well, she would have hated him and not been so devastated. If right. he had gone with Wu Dang, then it does change it a little bit, but I don't think it changes anything about the, that scene like he wouldn't have helped uh lo meng's character escape if he was firmly on the Wu Dang side or you know given them any information so i just think some things would have changed but not the outcome okay she is really good at playing characters like that by the way her um and I actually like this character. This is one of my favorite characters of her because I don't find her as whiny as she is in other movies. Yes. Like the, the swordsman in the Enchantress movie or... Um... <laughs> Good one. Or in, um, what is it? Oh, the one Venom's movie, one of the one rare Venom's movies that I don't like where she's ding, ding, dong, dong. She's annoying in that oh. one. 
Um, what's that one called? Hold on. If we haven't done that one, we should definitely do it at some point because a Venom movie you don't like is certainly worth talking right. about. Oh, there are a lot of reasons why I do not like that one. Um, what's it called? Uh, it is escaping my brain. Why? Because I don't well, like it. That's why. That's right. Yep. You're blocking it out. <laughs> we'll find it eventually. I'm sure we'll. Yes, a... we will. Um, so, uh, so, so I guess we should do our, uh, our ratings and recommendations. Are we, we're doing, Dion, did we move up to a five, uh, it's a five point scale, no halvesies. Okay. All right. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go first. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, and again, before I give my rating, I want people to understand that, you know, uh, you know, that this is a five point scale. So that's why I'm giving it this kind of a rating and there are no halvesies. So I have to, I have to commit. I think this is a fun and entertaining movie. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I have to give it a three though. And the reason why is because I think it's, like I said, it's a solid, no BS martial arts movie. Um, and it's, 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 it's very entertaining for a lot of people. This movie is easily going to be a five. Um, for me, it just falls more into the the three zone, which is you know I'm I'm happy to watch it. I, I you know it, it's engaging and fun, um, but it doesn't hit the resonance level that some other movies have hit with me to get them up to that four and five category. Um, but it's a perfectly good you know kung fu film. I definitely think that uh, you know it's it's not it's not. Uh, it doesn't have that many flaws in it. So that is something I do want to say, even though I'm giving it a three is it's, it's a, it's, it's a fairly, uh, you know, a fairly well done movie. Um, it's just that, uh, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's about at, at the three mark. Um, I think that the, you know, the, the, the fight sequences are great. I think that the story is great. It does a lot of interesting things like we were talking about, especially kind of, focusing on a smaller story within a bigger world that that stuff is all interesting and fun and um and and i definitely think it's one that's that's worth checking out you know it's a uh, where where would we to say this this one was available is it on both prime and netflix or is it only available at netflix right now it's definitely on netflix i'm not sure if it's on oh, prime i think on prime it's available too and it has the 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 subs and i think on netflix it's the dubs so okay. so um so if you have either of those it's 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 it, it should be available to you um and yeah so that's 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 my rating for the movie how about you guys well i'm, I'm ready i mean if one is is a film that i'm going to tell you don't go see and five is like wow there are a few like this i too would give this a solid three it's a good solid movie um you get a 15 plus minute fight at the end i mean it can be exhausting it's uh if you like uh, kung fu movies, this is a good example of them. You're going to get a lot of recurring uh, uh, actors that you've seen before. Um, the I think you can uh, you can get a little lost in this film. Either you start watching the fights too much and you're forgetting that there's a story going on, or you're trying to impose what you think the story should be, but it's not going to go the way you want it to. You know, and I think that's all great. It, like I think I called it before. This one, this one is like a carnival ride. Ride. Um, you 
don't get a huge showcase of weapons, but what is there is really cool. I mean, knives flying through the air and coming back like boomerangs is pretty darn cool. Um, uh, I think the thing for me that prevents it from being a four is uh, a, a few times where there's just some, and I don't, I mean, it, maybe it's a translation issue, culture issue that I don't get, but a bit of camp where I didn't want it because I wanted them to embrace the tragedy or embrace something cool that happened. And instead they kind of wink at you and move on. And I'm kind of like, no, come on, you know? Uh, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, a film that I could uh, easily recommend uh, to others, a great example of the genre. Before I give mine, I want to know where one of those moments of camp is for you. Okay, uh, um, when both, okay, I both like it and hate it, but uh, uh, one we mentioned where the guy has has suffered horribly at the uh, tournament, and he doesn't die until he realizes what happened to him, you know? It's like, oh, oh okay. And then uh, towards the end, uh, one that stands out that I remember is, it, it part of it, if they had just done it differently, I think it could have been horrifically tragic, just wonderful, uh, is when our lead hero and lead villain have killed themselves, realize that they've killed themselves, look at each other and kind of laugh, and then suddenly abruptly die. And had that scene been done a little differently, I think we could have experienced the futility of it. The, you know, maybe seen what, that their lives had led to this. They were very well matched you know, all the way up. Well, they ended up because of circumstances. And part of me was just like, oh, missed opportunity. Well, the two that end up looking at each other and laughing when they die were actually friends. They weren't True. the hero and the villain. Oh, okay. Then I lost um, track. Um, yeah, the villain was actually... Oh, he had been bent killed. Over he had been yeah. killed, but he was yeah. bent over backwards in half, which... I hate that scene because they do yes. the popping, crackling noise. <laughs> yes. And that, I think, is the worst Lu Feng death scene ever. <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. Um, we'll have to compile a list of the best and the worst Lu Feng deaths, Dion. <laughs> well, I'm, I wouldn't say worst and the best, but I would say, like, the easier and the more harsh, I guess. Okay. But, yeah, I have a list of those. <laughs> we'll talk about that sometime. <laughs> Um, my rating is I'm obviously going with the four because if I had to, I would give it a three and a half, but I'm bumping it up to a four. Um, okay. it's in my top ten of Venom's movies, and I like it because of the dual love stories and how they kind of mirror each other. Even though one couple gets married and one couple doesn't, but what happens to one happens to the other. Mm. And um, I like all the fight scenes in it. And I like the training between uh, Lo Mung and his future wife. I just think that everything was so well done. And usually they don't allow the woman to be the teacher, yeah. to teach her husband something. Like in Executioners of Shaolin, she wouldn't, he wouldn't let her, his wife, teach him. Yeah. her technique so that he could kill Pai Mei and then he ends up dying and the son has to do it. Um, so you rarely get circumstances like that. So I think the movie was well put together. I like the pacing. It wasn't too slow. 
Um, I do think that one scene, the crotch scene, is a little campy when he dies. I mean, it's not, I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but just the look on his face made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's horrifying, but, you know. I, I really like the movie. I wouldn't give it a five because for me, I didn't have the emotional attachment and Brenda knows that I have to cry in order for a movie that, to well, give a five. And that, that's how I was so basing my rating is I, I have a similar thing where I need that emotional thing. In yeah. this movie, I could see it doing that for people. It's just that it, it, it was, there was not enough of the emotion for me to give it the four or the five, but it was very tough call. I think, um, uh, I think a lot of people are going to agree with your four because it's mm-hmm. definitely, definitely a solid movie. Yeah. And uh, and camp is one of these things that can go. Like I just I, I just watched uh, Bride of Frankenstein the other night. And, you know that's filled <laughs> with camp and tragedy and and camp. You know in that case it works splendidly. So I think I think that you know it just sort of depends. Um, right. The the crotch the crotch scene is is funny because it's uh, the first time I ever saw it. I think I didn't even really notice how campy that scene was. And then it wasn't until later. And it, it, there's, it, it almost reminds me there's a scene in, um, in black out of the third. And I've probably lost like 75% of the audience by just <laughs> referencing that where, where there's this type of poison and it has really weird symptoms. It gives people. And there's a character who's kind of going through the symptoms and describing them after he's been poisoned and and the and the final symptom is you jump into the corner and you die. And he says, you know, the last symptom is you jump in the corner and you die. And he jumps in the corner and dies. And it looks very ridiculous. <laughs> and the way the guy died kind of resembles the physicality of that performance. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's a little jarring given that they just threw this horrific, really unnecessarily detailed, uh, you know, crotch rip. I don't know what else to call it. Um, you know... It, it's, it, but that's kind of the movie style. It kind of veers in and out of that campiness all the time. So, um, like, like with the Lu Fung stuff, like all of his villainy, it's all very like Vincent Price esque, and it's you know, which I think is good. I think so. I think I think that um, you know where the camp falls with you is going to really vary. Um, and and camp was just a couple of scenes. That's not what stopped yeah. it from being a four mm. for me. It, you know, there was much more to it than that. But mm. again, solid uh, three for me is, is a movie that I can recommend to people for sure. Yeah. For no, sure. and that's, and that's, that's why I mentioned ACDC at the beginning. Cause it is just, it's like this, <laughs> it's, it's, they're, they're kind of unimpeachable. Do you know what I mean? It's like an unimpeachable yeah. rock music. And oh, it's just uh-huh. a question of, do you really like this ACDC song? Or is it just kind of a, you know, not, not, not one that resonates with you. And that's, where I would put this movie is that it's, it's a solid, you know, it's, it's, it's solid. It's just that it wasn't, it didn't get me to that level. You should, Um, you should see it. If you're a collector, you should have it in your collection. Definitely. And, uh, and the movie that I couldn't remember is Ode to Gallantry. Oh, Oh, we, um, we did that one already, didn't we? Or am I confusing that with a, we might have, or, or am I confusing that with the long road to gallantry? Is that another oh, movie? Oh, we did do Long Road to Gallantry, definitely. Yeah, I remember you liking one. that one, right? You liked Long Road. I did Road. like that one. Okay. I don't like Ode to Gallantry. Okay, at all. we're going to have to do Ode to Gallantry, I think, at some point. <laughs> um, but all right, so we will we will depart. Uh, I think what we're have we decided, Dion? Are we going to be doing Legend of the Demon Cat next or something? If we in, can find it, if we something spooky for October. Yeah, we're going to try to do something suitable for Halloween. 
Um, so I, I really like Legend of the Demon Cat, so hopefully we can find it and do it. Uh, but if not, we'll find something equally good. Um, but uh, but that but honestly, it's one, well, if I if I I thought it was spectacular, but I feel like just by saying that, I'm jinxing the whole thing, and it's gonna it's gonna be where you see it, and you're like, what the hell was he thinking, liking this movie? It's so bizarre. You know me, uh, yeah. I'll text you right. Yeah, I I, I no, like, I will. I, I I will I will hear it immediately. Um, um, but that's good because that's better conversation than if it's just yeah. everybody agreeing. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So we'll be back on with some kind of scary movie. And until then, we will talk to you later.